This is the Going Off Podcast. We had some audio issues again, but on this week's show, we are reviewing Taboo, by Denzel Curry and Queen, by Nicki Minaj. And away we go. Darren, what did you think of your boy, Denzel Curry? Uh, we didn't really talk about him too much when he was announced for the freshman class, what, last year or two years ago? And um, when I posted on Twitter that we'd be talking about him, someone said uh, that we should be careful because apparently the Denzel Curry fan Ooh. base is one Ooh. of those. Um, is that the, is that the case? I didn't know that about him. Is, is this one of those things? Because people were posting on our uh, videos for the past week and a half. Denzel Curry, where's Denzel Curry? Where's Den-? So this is what I'm trying to figure out, right? Mm. These people who post Denzel Curry, Denzel Curry, come on, review Denzel Curry, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. But then if you say anything bad about them, they hate on you. It's just like. Well, did you want me to review it or did, like, you know, like really think I'm about that. I'm trying to wrap my head around that too. Cause I don't think in the history of the podcast, I've seen that many comments requesting one specific thing. Like someone just posted Denzel Curry taboo and I think it got like over a hundred upvotes. It was just like, okay. Like, and I listened to it and I hate to say it because like, I really liked the album, right? But I'm not seeing why it was suggested that much. That, that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was just like, "Is this that type of album? Like, it's a it, like, is it's all right, and we'll talk about it." But I'm just like, it, it it just doesn't seem. It seems more like hype for the artist than hype for the actual project, maybe. Because I'm thinking, like, I could see I was a very you know charismatic sort of guy, and maybe he just has a really big fan base in general. And is Denzel Curry the kind of dude who needs the promotion? He needs the attention, like. He seems like he's doing okay for himself, especially if he has that many people hounding a podcast to talk about him. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, if it was, like, an underground cat and people don't ha- don't really talk about him as much and it's just like, come on, oh, we gotta get some love for this guy, I'd feel that. But I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's, like, he's about on the level because I hear about him a lot. I will say, like, I'm just gonna go ahead and straight out of the gate that I'd probably give this around, like, a four because I really enjoyed it. You guys in the comments did it a disservice because you fucking put it up there like, dude, this is going to be like album of the year. And I don't know about that. I even more so don't know about that because I think you were a little nicer than I was. But let's get into it. We got track number one, which is which is cool. Denzel Curry is one of those guys. I, I'm going to just say it like this. He's one of those guys that throws social commentary into his raps, but it's in a way that like. There are people who can do it well, and it feels like there are people who like, oh yeah, that is very important that you threw that in there. But it does feel kind of haphazardly thrown in. Because he's like, I put that on my brother or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, Alright, we're getting serious. But then, when it got to the verses, he was just like, he didn't mention it at all. So remember how I had said about, um, what's his name's album? Um, Joey Badass. He kind of works in social commentary, too, but, like, that's not, like, it was also in a way that was, like, he's bragging, but the social commentary kind of flips in there. But I felt like he balanced it in a way that really made it work. I feel like in in this way, in this album, it gets very lost. Like, it's really easy to lose exactly what he's talking about. And I feel like part of that especially is the choruses that kind of don't, I feel like, don't really do the best service of really introducing you to the topic there's a song earlier in the album that's called black balloon so i'm thinking like oh okay so ooh, we're getting we're getting really deep now this is called the blackest balloon and the chorus is like ooh, ooh, which first of all all right i'm already i already don't feel like this is supposed to be a serious song because he just started it with ooh, ooh, and then he said feel like a horror movie now, for someone to use a sort of, like, vague metaphor like that, it's just like, oh, this is one of those, ooh, it's scary, but, like, not really scary. You know, it's just the aesthetic of being scary. But then he says, why is my brother calling to me? Now, I, I looked it up, and apparently his brother had died from a, a police brutality uh, incident. But, and then the next line is like, ooh, ooh, acting like I never knew me? Wait, you're acting like you never knew you, or... Or your brother's acting like you never knew you... And, like, and it's like, call me nitpicking, but this is on the chorus. Like, I need to know what you're talking about, you know? So, already we have, like, a faux scary line. The second line is, oh, wow, this is deeper than I thought it was. The third line is, that doesn't make any sense. You know, and I'm just like, okay, we haven't even gotten to the verses. And then, but I'm thinking, like, okay, but it's it's gonna... You know, maybe the chorus just isn't as good. The verses are really gonna lay down, you know, something involving his brother. Something about, you know, death... 
or 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 something serious like that. You know what I'm saying? Then he goes like, I put that on gang. Wait, I put that on my name. Put that on my mama. Put that on my first chain. You see what I'm saying? And like, this song is called The Blackest Balloon. Balloons are in the music videos. This is supposed to be serious. And this is the first two lyrics, and it's just, oh, I put that on this. I put that. It's just the same, you know, gang whatever shit. You know what I mean? Put that on my first chain. There is nothing less important than a, uh, just a chain. Just a, uh, like, I don't care if it is, oh, it costs 300. It's just a chain, especially compared to your mom and your friends. Like, what? Mm. You see what I'm saying? You know someone on here is going to tell you about how important that chain is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the chain was given to him by his brother, and so you're an asshole now. Like, <laughs> you know it's going to be some shit I didn't know. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. But even if that is the case, it's like, okay, but how am I supposed to know that from listening to the song? You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah, he says, uh, these, ho- these hoes will leave you passed out in your underwear, and Curry's still that dude with a mouthful of gold. And it's just like, this is really unimportant stuff. For what it felt like the chorus was trying to do. You see what I'm trying to say? It was a song we were talking about like, oh, I'm tired of you rappers bragging about. Uh, oh, yeah, it was Perks. The one where he's like, um, oh, all you, all you rappers, uh, uh, all you do is rap about being on drugs and say, dur, 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 and act like that's lit and, you know, all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, you were just doing that. <laughs> you were literally just doing that. Cash Maniac. The song's called Cash Maniac. It's all about, look, I got money. Moving up like escalators. I can't see the floor. Stack of money. F a hater. Like, what? what? Free bands, cash. This is the mainstream materialistic stuff. What are you talking about? See, I typically, generally, don't pay nearly as much attention to the lyrics as you do when it comes to these albums. For me, it came down to, it was basically an experience like Ski Mask, again, for me. It was like, shit, this sounds awesome. I really wasn't paying that that close of attention to it. I was absolutely 100% down with the beats, the production, his flow, his style I thought was cool. I like it was like, it was different than what I hear from most rappers where like it was more talking than rapping sometimes. And he has a hype energy sometimes that I wish he actually used more that was just like, you know what? And you know what? The way you, I feel like, honestly, the way you listen to it is probably the way to listen to it. Because it's just like, if you try to pay too much attention, things sort of fall apart. As far as like a cohesive, like not even album, just cohesive songs. And it's like, I hate if it is supposed to be taken more seriously. Because, I don't know, like with the album cover and some of the song, uh, some of the subject matter brought up. And it sometimes does feel like it's supposed to be a heavier album then i'm experiencing it like i feel like i'm not giving it the credit it deserves or i'm not listening to it right but it's like i can't help what hit me the way it hit me and but then you have tracks like super saiyan superman like because you know he's like oh little bitch ride i don't fuck with anybody that killed my vibe if she's slide that she better be clean like tide laundry detergent oh, oh just in case you didn't get it you know and and, and what was that one lyric he says like uh I'm on my Yes Jewels mixed with Katy Perry shit, white on white, while I'm on this beat. And I was just like, wait, so his, cause he's saying, uh, while I'm on this beat, so okay, I know he's not talking about like a car, like, oh, it's white on the inside, white on the outside. No, he's talking about his, his flow, his raps are white on white. But then, like I said, every time I want to be like, you know, for the last couple of minutes, I've been telling you all the negatives, right? But then he drops some punchlines that are just like, Okay, yeah, that wasn't an easy one. That took some time. You know, or or just something where it just like came out of the blue, like drop more crack than eggs on Easter. I was like, huh. Like you don't you know, that one just doesn't come to you. You know, you gotta think about that one. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was really clever and I liked that he was able to throw in, like we mentioned last week, how a bunch of these these new these new cats are doing where they're throwing in these references to like nerd shit and it works and it doesn't feel like how and i'm trying to think of a specific example but not like like, like Nicki minaj with chun lee <laughs> uh, yeah but like every so often i, I hear nerd ra- nerdcore rappers do that shit where it's like randomly throwing in a video game reference and it feels like the most obvious predictable bullshit 
Yeah, because it's like, well, of course you're a nerd, so you have to mention Link, and you have, you know, it's just like, okay. Yeah, it's like, I, I, and when I say that, I don't want any disrespect to, like, Megaran and Samus, because honestly, I don't hear them do that shit. It's some of the other folks that, that do that shit, though, where it's like, yeah, I'm getting my rupees like Link. It's like, ugh, it's like, oh, fucking, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> of course you are, like, like, really base-level shit. But with him, it's like... He was dropping, like, wrestling references in there, too. I was like, oh, okay. Like, not your standard issue, like, Hogan Flair, Randy Savage shit, either. Like, it was kind of getting a bit obscure in there, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, if you're able to work in references like that in a song and have it be more than just get a cheap pop for me of, like, oh, wow, but, like, you actually made it work and it sounds good, it's like, dude, you're fucking... You're doing extra right now. Like, you didn't have to do that, but I appreciate that you did. And can I say, okay, Gold Link, his verse on, what was it, track one or two? That was just whack. Like, I don't know who, I I think I remember Gold Link, didn't he do it? I see money all around me. She like, that, that joint, right? That's him, isn't it? Yeah, I like that one. Uh, wait, no, I don't think that was him singing, though. I think he had the first verse, so never mind. <laughs> 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 it's not, not as important to the song as I, as I was thinking. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, because I was listening to this, and I was like, oh, that's the dude that did this song. Oh, yeah, this is probably going to be at least, you know, a little interesting, you know? And it was just like, nah. In fact, I'm pretty sure, like, the first four lines didn't rhyme. Like, he was like, heaven or hell, which one prevails? Okay, we got to go and figure it out. Uh, all right. That that was at the end of the line with prevails. So what I'm thinking is you wanted me to think prevails rhymed without. <laughs> and then I tried to tell you that this life isn't, and I just want to be the rightest I could be. And then the next line is, of course, you know, when when they don't rhyme the line, then they rhyme the next line. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah, you know, he's going to bring it to the next line. Mm. Show my son to think so he could fly as high as could be. You didn't rhyme for four sl- for four lines in a row, and then the first rhyme you do is just rhyming could be again. Like, okay, I'm doing it out, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. You lost me. <laughs> you know, but like I said, I don't want to down um this album too much because, like I said, it pops out of nowhere with really, really hype tracks. Like, Sumo was a super hype track. Really enjoyed that one all the way through. Um, the... Every now and then he he drops a flow and and some punchlines that are just like oh holy you know holy snap I wasn't expecting that one sorry I got kids here uh <laughs> but it's just like but you know what it is it feels like those lines are so genius like I'm trying to figure out, are those lines really that genius or is there so little going on around them that when they do happen it makes it feel that much more you know big that's what I'm thinking you know what I'm saying. <sighs> Yeah, I, I I wonder, because honestly, I was more taken away by the production than I was definitely. the rapping on a lot of these songs. Production like, I was, was like, definitely top-notch. Sh- yeah, I was like, oh my god, this was fucking like, this to me was like, I remember last week when I said Ski Mask was a really great album in its own right, and Travis Scott was like, better in the more traditional, like, professional sense I felt like this album was kind of like you took the production elements and the professionalism on the Travis Scott album and you put it on an album like Ski Masks. Like, it had the best of both there. Like, it wasn't as corny as Ski Mask could be, but it definitely still had some of the corn, some of those, like, references that was like, eh, like, like, it was still kind of funny at points, but it sounded so fucking dope that it was like... This had something, I think, for, like, both crowds. And I totally feel like that was probably the aim. However, I feel like, I think it was Vengeance, where the beat was, like, it was perfect for what was happening. And, oh, oh, and matter of fact, we'll get to uh, uh, Kurt Cobain in a second. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Vengeance, it was perfect for what was happening in the beat. And then, like, the last minute, it just switched to this other, slightly nicer sounding beat, but didn't really do anything with it. And it was just like... Well, why did you do that then? You know what I'm saying? It was just like, what was that for? Like, you had me. We were fine. The song was over and I was going <laughs> to give it a good rating. And then you just kept going for no reason. <laughs> you know? They did a lot of that shit on the Nicki album, too. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> but for all the people who are thinking I'm, I'm, I'm just crapping on this album, I, I will, I'm going to give you Clout Cobain. Because, and, and at first, 
that song felt like it was going to be, you know, the, the criticisms that I had for the rest of the album, where it's just like, it feels like they're trying to go really hard, but they're also trying to have the light, you know, just crazy, silly stuff. But I felt like this song mixed it in a way that was kind of perfect. It mixed both elements in a way that I, I think should have been more prevalent uh, and, and, and more taken care of to really um, emulate this sort of mixing of the styles for the rest of the album, right? Because... You know, okay, first of all, you have the just the name Clout Cobain, which is just like, okay, well, we know they're going to make it, you know, we every rapper does it. That is one criticism I'll have of the industry as a whole, that Kurt Cobain wasn't the only famous person to commit suicide, arguably because of how famous he was getting and he couldn't deal with it. Like, I hate that, it, that it's like, oh, I'm blind, but like it blank like stevie wonder like they always go to one example and i get it's like clout cobain it's a play on it so that's clever but i guess it's like i can't blame him for how overused it is because he actually did it better than most people do but man i'm I'm sick of seeing it yeah if other people hadn't done it as much maybe, maybe this would have hit a little harder suffers, yeah <laughs> but as it was i didn't i didn't enjoy it because like okay so you have the name first of all clout you know the idea of like oh doing something to get popular and then cobain and then you have the sort of theme of the song being like this guy might bam himself to uh, to get popular you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore, and I'll still be popular after I go, so let me just get, you know, I don't have to deal with the problems anymore. But then, okay, so at first, it's like, Suicide Doors, call it Kurt Cobain. I was like, yeah. You and know? Like, mm. And then, and then uh, Sue Leather Seats Like a Bloody Stain, which is, again, is sort of like, ah, isn't it cool that I'm using this dark, macabre imagery just to describe some sweet-ass seats in my ride? You know what I mean? Um, but then there's like, the, the sort of idea that is like, well, is he actually talking about, like, this sort of, um, the actual imagery he's talking about? Because he says, uh, he says, you're gonna want to cry and I'm gonna make it rain. That's the one, oh, yeah, that was it. That was the line that kind of made me stop for a second and go like, wait, is he doing something with this? With the idea of, oh, it's a joke, but seriously? You know what? I, I'll give him, I'm gonna give him some props with that one. You know what I'm saying? And then where he says, like, I stay, I stay low so my demons don't acknowledge me. When I go, I know death don't do apologies. I was like, all right, that was pretty, you know what I mean? It's dope. Like I said, he, he has a whole bunch of dope stuff that just, that's scattered all across this album. Dope flows and everything. But I feel like maybe there just needed to be a little bit of chopping, a little bit of editing to make it tight, tight. Because as it was, you know, uh, you gave it a four. I, I would give it more of a three. I could definitely see that, yeah. Yeah, and, and I hate that because it's like, I hear so many cool ideas and so many, there's so many moments of like, I feel like this needs to be explored more. That needs to go a little deeper. I feel like some songs, I have fun on them and then they end too soon. Straight up and down. Like, I know we're, we're kind of on the, you know, long chorus, one verse and long chorus thing, but it's just like, it feels like it's to these artists' detriment sometimes, especially someone like Denzel who I feel like is doing more than the average little pump. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at this. There's only one song that's even four minutes. All the other ones are shorter. And, I mean, for a rap song, for me, I think that is kind of ideal. Like, you don't really want a rap song to go too long. And there have been a lot of times where we've, on this show, reviewed a song that's like seven, eight minutes, and it's like... It didn't need to be this. Your boy Tone Deaf, you know. Tone Deaf, uh, I go back to Lupe, did that, like, nine-minute song back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, man, either, like, I know you got a lot to say, but when it's one message, one flow over one beat for that long, shit gets monotonous. Like, if you want to split up your thoughts into different songs, I think that works a whole hell of a lot better. My wish is that... He would have cut out some of the other stuff in order for the emotional moments, in order to expand on the emotional moments just a little bit more. Well, let's get to let's get to the main course. Oh, and I'm ready to dig the fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm banging my knife and fork on the table. <laughs> I am tying my bib around my neck. I'm licking my chops. I'm a fucking cartoon wolf. We're looking at this 2.5 out of 5. What the hell was this? Wow, you were more generous than me in this one. Look, you know, again, 
I was leaning on two, and I was like, mm. but lo- looking it over, I liked. Hold on, I'm I'm a count them. I'm I'm a count how many songs out of this. Uh, I liked <laughs> five. I liked f- out of this nineteen track nineteen album. track album. I liked five, and that's including the not even really a song outro. I thought Ganja Burns was probably one of the better ones. Okay, it is. And the reason is the verses. And, okay, remember how we said the beats on the last album were masterful, awesome. These, what is going on? What is going on with some of these beats? They are all over the place. This first beat, sound, okay, I thought this was supposed to be a love song. I thought it was like, oh, love lost, so, you know, I'm burning one for him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Because that's what the chorus is basically saying. You know, uh, um, you know, ganja burn, ganja burn. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, you know. And it's like every time I, get, I, I just think about you. That's literally the lyric. I, I think about you. So, oh, wait, are you thinking about all these rappers you're dissing? Like, that doesn't really work as well, especially when the beat's more down-tempo and contemplative. You know what I'm saying? Is that it? it it's a It's a burn. Is she burning who she's dissing? Is that what I'm supposed to be getting here? Like, I thought it was an okay track. I thought it was one of the stronger ones. It's not an opener, though. Yes. Like, this should have been in the middle of the album. A little like, hey, look, here's a bit of skill. Here's here's one of the better songs to kind of remind you. In the, just the swamp of this, of the middle of of this album, just something to remind you, something to cling onto. <laughs> I need a life raft. That would be Ganja Burns, cause like the verses are cool. I'm digging it, and then all of a sudden you get this chorus, and it's like, this didn't feel like this should have been here. Yeah. And if you're gonna be doing a song where you're just listing off names, that's gonna be redundant if you're gonna do the same shit on Barbie Dreams. Right. Well, okay, so I actually think it was a little clever at some points when she says, you got a dude named Jay. Oh, now you Yonce? Mm. You got about three stacks. Oh, now you Andre? I was like, all right, all right, I see you. Yeah, I see you. like, I thought that shit was clever. But, like, what the what was the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, and then the whole album is just littered with bitterness towards Cardi B. Like, mm. there's, on the very first song, she says, they don't went to witch doctors to bury the Barbie. But I double back, kill the bitches, bury the bardy. And I was like, no. I heard you throw that little R in there. Like, come on, dude. It's definitely a cliche and a trope that she relies on too much. The, oh, they got a, they got a factory trying to crank out clones. And me. Like, that's so, that's her goddamn fallback. I just need to do this track. Where I'm talking about how everyone's trying to be like me. That song was basically the the how many licks video for Lil Kim, you know. <laughs> but if you look at the at the rap scene and the and the women rappers in it, none of them look like Nicki. Like <laughs> that's that's, that's, true. that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like who's the Nicki Minaj clone? Is Cardi not supposed to be the Nicki Minaj it's not clone? Dej Loaf. It's not Cardi. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's not even really trying to ape her style. At least not like that. I mean, maybe the crazy sort of female rapper thing, but Nikki, you're not even really doing that anymore. God, no. The most she does on this is that weird laugh she does. Unearned, by the way, but we'll get to that. Like, uh, on at the end of Anaconda, which that's, that song was like, hey, I'm fucking around, this is a goofy track, I'm just gonna do a... <laughs> like, okay, fine. But you're gonna do that twice on this album? Twice! And it didn't even fit! No! It didn't even fit! <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you, at the very least, you could say Anaconda, you know, that fit his, her, like, sort of trolling style that was going on. But, but the song that she did it for was just like, why are you doing this here? This isn't the right place for this. Then we get Majesty. So you got the first track, which has a sort of beat that doesn't really fit. And then the very next thing you get is, Boom, boom. These, these little, you know, uh, dancing little chords and, you know, freaking Imagine Dragons type chorus over here. Whatever you say, Mrs. Majesty. I'm like, okay, I'm already really out of this because I'm not trying to, like, tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I've been listening to a lot of, uh, uh, you know, pop stations. And of course, there's a lot of the, the, 
you know, corporate rock on there. The stuff that's like really just like, it doesn't really go that hard. It's really nice, you know, like, and, and that's not to say it's bad. You know, the, the, uh, you know, won't you help me sober up? You know, that has its place, but it's just like, it's kind of light. And I definitely don't expect it on a Nicki Minaj album. Like, what is going on? I did not like Labyrinth. I hated the chorus. Uh, the beat was, eh. And this early in the album, too, especially after Ganja Burns, like... Yeah, you needed something else. <laughs> yeah, you, you're still building the momentum. Like, Ganja <laughs> Burns wasn't that great. You need to... Like, Barbie Dreams should have been second. Because that one still has a little bit yes. of the energy. Build it up. Maybe, again, put Majesty somewhere in the middle. That's just where I... That's what I'm doing. You gotta hide that shit under the rug in the middle. Um, man, Nikki... Ugh. Another thing she loves to do, which, again, I get it. She loves to remind you that she writes her own shit. That's not enough. It's like, you need to write something worth bragging about you saying that you're writing your own stuff. You can't say on your album, like, hey, remember, I write my own shit, and then rhyme, the game's over, hit the showers, like... And then in bed, where... The first two lines of both verses are just rhyming with themselves. Uh huh. Like, what was that? What was that? And we'll get to it in a second. I know why she's doing the "I write my own shit" because that that is a direct reference. But boy, oh boy, half of this re- half of this review is going to be talking about a very specific person. But we'll get to him. <laughs> boy i don't know if you've seen the tweets safari uh did a little like live tweet listening to this album oh boy he's got the piping hot tea the scorching tea coming on through it's fucking uh it's ugly but i gotta take my time to get there because i'm not even i'm not finished with majesty oh okay 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 i am not finished with majesty so you've got eminem on this song Yep. In addition to Labyrinth, um, painfully corny, um, mm-hmm. goes on for way too long. I think most definitely you could have got two rappers on this track and split that time in half. I don't know why Eminem had that big of a fucking chunk of this song because none of it's good. Like it just goes nowhere. I disagree. I disagree completely. I feel like uh. Now, definitely the first part of the verse felt like oh, he was that just, was garbage. Okay, right up, uh, right up until the speed it up a little bit part, everything there was just like, why is he? He's talking about like hanging out with a girl and putting on old school rabbit. Like Eminem, you sound. I hate to say, you sound kind of old right now. Like yeah. you saw him in the video. He's looking. Like, oh, why doesn't she like old school hip hop? Like, why are you playing old school hip hop when you're hanging out with a chick that you're trying to get in bed? Like, what's going on here? I just wonder how old, <laughs> how old of hip hop he's talking about. It's time to check the game for tonsillitis, because, like, what they swab you with when your throat hurts, that's why Tribe is so vital. We need Q-tip for the culture. <sighs> that was so contrived <laughs> that I was ready to turn off the track. <laughs> but then but then he caught me off guard. He's like, all right, speed it up. And he's like, oh, forget about that. <laughs> and then, so... And then after that, he has, like, complete... The words flip over themselves with rhyme schemes, almost as if to apologize for what just happened. <laughs> See, I was already then, fucking done with his ass by that point. And then he comes at the end where, with, the, with the best way you could have ended a song like this, right? He says, the, uh, two things you shouldn't be... Two things shouldn't be the theme of your discussion. The queen and a husband. Last thing you want to be is our subjects. I was like, okay, that's good. That's a dope flip right there. And then... Whatever you say, Mrs. Ma- ah, <laughs> take it back. First of all, the song should have ended. There shouldn't have even been a chorus after that. But okay, you have your chorus. It happened before, so you need to have the chorus come back again. Whatever. Yeah. And then Nicki Minaj decides to come back in, and I'm like, "What are you do-? to quote Eminem? Let it go, dog. It's over. Like, what? <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's gonna be like, oh, but stick around for Nicki Minaj, and she doesn't do anything. She just." Like on this is the first time on um a couple of tracks on this album where just at the end I guess they just had extra studio time and she just got drunk and just decided to ramble on a bit and yeah. she's like singing and stuff and I was like 
what are you doing? It's over. Stop the track. <laughs> I, just, I just like picturing you running into the booth. Stop the track. Like waving your arms around. Like, stop it. Like, cut it off. Like, say your prayers because you're about to die slow. Die slow. Die. And I'm like, stop. Like this, the, the ending of this track stunk of the the hurtfulness and jealousy and pettiness that sprinkled on the rest of it over you fucking know who. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and, and you know, I swear to God, if you would have scrubbed all the, the references to, to Cardi on this album, I honestly feel like this probably would have been a better album. Because there wouldn't have been that sneaking sort of, oh, she's, uh, He's kind of feeling that, huh? And that's why I love Barbie Dreams so much. Because it was completely absent of that pettiness and cattiness. It was just about, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with these, with these male rappers and, and joke on them. You know what I mean? And that, that was her having fun for, for three or four minutes. And I was like, yes, I'm here for it. One, one last note on, ma- on, on Majesty. Cause oh, okay. I would be remiss not to mm. point this out. Uh, there's a line in there where she says they're switching like sissies now. Oh, yeah. And uh, Nikki what had a that? song a few years back called "Dead Wrong," um, where oh the remake of the Biggie song, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, where she says, "Yeah, they switch like f words," so people are drawing the conclusion that that's basically the exact same thing. Just she decided to replace it with not much of a better word and and people are seeing through it and it doesn't barbie dreams i heard a lot about it so i was excited for it um this as i made note of is the second time well now third because it's dead wrong uh because she also did a uh a version of warning uh back in the day that was when i first heard one of her songs and i was like yeah oh okay i gotta keep an eye out for this one um, you know? So she's doing this. It's a play on uh, just playing dreams. Uh, something Lil Kim did in 1996 with a song called Dreams, uh, where she was rapping about fucking R&B singers. And I think it's a better song. Oh, I hadn't heard the the Lil Kim version. It's almost Biggie's thing, but it's gender swapped. Where she's like, uh, dreams of fucking with R&B n words instead of bitches. And it's like, oh okay, I think. It's better because Nikki's chorus on this is weak as shit. With these little rappers or whatever, like it's like yeah. eh, that didn't work as good. It's a it's a bit awkward, and I thought like maybe as an interlude where you use the best lines and maybe yes. a short one. I think it would have worked a lot better because mm-hmm. this is just a straight up parody, and like as a whole song, I think it's a bit much. But she had some good lines in here. But the other half was just kind of throwaway shit that was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It, like, I tried to F50 for a powerful hour, and, like, already you're like, okay, well, it's going to be a reference to power. Yeah. And then it's like, but all he wanted to do is talk power for hours. Why did you do that? Because, actually, the next line was better. He says, beat it up, make sure it's a KO, step your banks up like you're moving that yayo. I was like, why did you just do that? <laughs> <laughs> You had the better line right after it. What are you wasting my time for? <laughs> and then uh, when she says, I remember when I used to have a crush on Special Ed. Shout out designer because he made it out of Special Ed. That was just mean for no reason. Like, <laughs> and, and the way she decides to, oh, what's the big punchline? My pussy's got him on special meds. You're like, this wasn't even worth it, bro. <laughs> that was the damn payoff. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. But I will say, the best line. But I, I just like anyone just going after DJ Khaled. Just <laughs> I knew I mean, it. I fucking come knew on. it. But had to cancel DJ Khaled, boy. We ain't vegan. Ain't no fat. Mm, go tell me what he ain't eating. That's, that's, uh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've won this song. As I'd mentioned that I would have preferred it as an interlude, there actually is ironically an interlude at the end of it where what was that about it's like another minute and a half of an unfinished song where it's like it's okay why is this need to be a special moment where we cut the song off 
You know, like No, yeah, you don't you don't need that shit. It wasn't that good. Like you could put this on the fucking deluxe edition if you want, using your fucking twenty ten voices. You hear that shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I gotta fucking do all that shit and fucking beat it up like Rocky. Like really? Yeah. <laughs> like Nikki is the qu- she's the queen of like predictable cliche overused trope punchlines. Yeah. Like, like the people being her sons. Oh my gosh, it's never clever. Like my god, <laughs> it would be all right. If the delivery and the attitude and everything in the production and everything was cool, you'd be able to overlook the corniness. But I can't, because half of the time, the verses are, eh, and the beats are, eh. Three songs in a row, I have meh written down. Like, that's oh, it. I was just about to say, we are now entering the, uh, the goose egg zone, I think we could call it. Ah, yeah. all four of the next tracks, I all gave zeros. Because yeah. I was just like... What is this? First of all, you have Rich Sex, which, uh-huh. if you haven't heard about the controversy of her uh, talking, looking down her nose at Instagram models in her interview, right? She said, uh, man, you know, I-, I see all these women, like, selling their bodies on Instagram and stuff like that. And I sort of think, man, oh, did I contribute to that in some way? You know, uh, I, I kind of hate that I might have contributed to a culture of only seeing women for their sexuality and nothing beyond that. And then you have literal, like... This is nothing short of a, I want to say propaganda, but I think the better term is just like a theme song for the exact lifestyle that she was saying that she's kind of remorseful about promoting. Now, for me, I I don't care. Like, look, make your money, whatever. Just, you know, do it in a way that doesn't hurt yourself. All right, whatever. Like, there's nothing else going on in the song. And then, to make matters worse, Lil Wayne's waste of 30 seconds. That was so bad. Ugh. Do I even need to quote it? No. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I freaking do. <laughs> Lil Mama said she only effing with a rich dick. I come in her face and tell her, now you looking rich, bitch. Boo! That was horrible. That was a horrible opening line. I'm a fucker in a helicopter. She says, sky's the limit. <laughs> like, oh. This would have worked in 2010, dude. Not now. And then the next line was the same thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it sounds like he came up with two punchlines, didn't know which one he wanted to use, and he was just like, ah, you know what? They're so good, I'll just use both. Why not like, both? Yeah. <laughs> Hard taco, soft taco. <laughs> We're going to roll with them both. And, yeah, now we got the you mad doggy, you mad, and maniacal laughing outro. Mm-mm. This wasn't it. You didn't earn this. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've never cared for Weekend as, like, a featured artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. even on that Beyonce song, I was like, eh, remember Six Inch Heels? Yeah, no, when he features on songs, he definitely feels like he's he's taking the backseat, you know? Yeah, and, like, he's a strong enough singer and talent that, like... I don't know. You should be doing more with him. Like, you can't put him in the background just, like, wailing in the background. Like, yeah, no, you need to put him front and center. His lyricism has way too much personality running yeah. through Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the chorus on that one sucked, too. Yeah. I couldn't stand that shit. Like, she's got such repetitive, shitty choruses on this Man! Album. Oh, that's the thing! I'm like, okay, like, I was just trying to tell myself, it's like, these are very run-of-the-mill choruses. It's not like they're bad... But it's like, I am not interested. Like, th- you know what it is? This would sound subpar on an actual R&B singer's album. Mm. See what yeah. I'm saying? And so it's just like, okay, you know, like, if this is like a Mary J. Blige, or, you know, l- let's uh, talk about someone more recent. Um, well, I mean, she's not even touching Janelle Monet. No. But, uh, God, no. Like a, like a, I'm thinking of, like, Jill Scott, but it's like, no, she's blown <laughs> out of water. I'm trying yeah. to think, like, maybe Sierra. Sierra or something like that. Oh, okay. You know? Like she's not the best singer, but hey, she 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 brings a bit of personality that people seem to enjoy. Run and hide is the vulnerable track that I wasn't feeling at all. Um, and just to take a second before we get out of the goose egg zone, um, I just want to read for some folks who may not have seen these. Uh, Safari uh, decided to do a little live tweeting. Uh, listening to Nikki's album, and uh, these are just uh, some of them he tweeted in a row here. Um, 
Unless I really cared, still I could not let the mention of someone else's name get me that riled up. That looks like someone who either still cares or still holding on to a lot of hate towards someone. How many times have I said I never wrote your raps? Nobody ever talks about that anymore. So that I think is where the Nikki taking a lot of like, hey, I write my own shit, like she's still bragging about that. Like I think people accuse her of having her shit written maybe by him. I don't know. Like, that's maybe something you throw in once just to be like, aha, and on top of that, I write my own stuff unlike these other cats who da da You know, like, that's something like, oh, yeah, there is a problem of ghostwriting, I get it. But, like, continuously bringing up, yeah, it does feel like this is an emotional spot for you, isn't it? You know? We knew each other inside and out. I didn't use your card for prostitutes. That's what she's been accusing him of, that, like, sh he stole her credit cards and bought prostitutes with her money or whatever. Um... Uh, you did shit, I did shit, you said you were messing with Meek for years before y'all got together, and I'm not mad about that. Uh, towards the end it got toxic, and I just packed up and left. Then, the next one, which I think should be what you lead with, but... Remember the night you cut me, and I almost died. The police and ambulance had to take me out of the crib on a stretcher, and I had to lie to them that I was trying to kill myself so you wouldn't go to jail. When things like that start happening, that's time to dip. More than once, he says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when things like shit. that start happening, more than once, as in there's something else he hasn't said that is on the same level of this insanity. And that's when I hit the, the Pearl Jam, Jeremy. <laughs> And then just a little bit of advice. And you know what? I still don't have no hate for you because I'm happy in my own mind now. Enjoy your album and stop letting these people see you sweat. This ain't you. You too big to act like you actin'. Number one on your level acts like that. Period. No one. No one. That's what I, that, that's what I was. It was just spelled weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if you are number one, right? You wouldn't be sweating. You know, the fucking Cardi B's or whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't be pressed. Like, like, there's definitely either a bit of insecurity there, or maybe fucking Cardi has taken that spot. Who knows? I remember when Cardi first popped onto the scene, I was like, I really don't want to see this go down this path of, you know, the fucking Highlander. There can only be one type scenario. Right, but right, it right. just happens like that, where it's like, no, I see someone coming up behind me. I got to push them back down because this is my spot. I can't share it. And what's really funny is that wasn't there one song where at the end she was just like, um, uh, I'm cutting you off because queens aren't weak or bitter. And I'm like, dude, uh, you, the way you said that literally sounded bitter. <laughs> you know what would have been better? She would have had a song on here where she was just like, you know what? I am jealous. I, I hate the fact that it seems like someone's taking my spot and I'm mad about that. Like, that could have been dope. You know? Like, ex exposing exactly how you feel. And then people would be like, what? And of course, now people would have been like, oh, Louis, you're so weak. But I feel like this actually is making her look even weaker. Okay, can we talk about the combination of Chun Sway and uh, Chun Li? Uh, First of all, Chun Li hasn't even become like a name that we call you. So that that's what, like, you know, I get it. Like, you know, Kung Fu Kenny now. Like, I get it. You know, try to come up with a new name. But like, we don't call you that. And so for you to call yourself that, and this track comes before the Chun Li track, so if you haven't heard that song, you're just like, why is it called Chun Sway? Oh my god, Sway Lee. I hate it. I couldn't stand him. Horrible. Glowing in the dark, 50 some girls on board, running with the marksman, everything on port like on guard. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? This, I, I, when I didn't know it was him, when I didn't know it was him, I thought it was just like some new guy. You know, every now and then they get like, oh, yeah, my friend, I want to put him on too. And I was like, yeah. wait, this is someone who's been recording music for at least the last four years? Uh, and he went online to say, Nikki and I coming with a banger. God, stop it. This is not a banger. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Like, did you hear the finished product? This and shit then, does not slap nor bang. Get out of he here. When, okay, so you hear the chorus, it happens again, and then, you know how someone has, like, a verse that kind of just sort of just sounds like the chorus again, but it's different? So you're just like, oh god, he's not stopping, he's doing more. 
Roland West calls Arnold Schwartz? Like, stop! (laughs) This sucks so bad. And here's another thing I noticed Nikki doing a lot on this album. She makes, she references Swish Swish. Yeah, she comes doing, like, you you were expecting that to be a bigger hit, weren't you? (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I will say, when I reviewed that song, I said that it was probably the second best guest verse I ever heard from Nikki behind Monster. But that song was a flop. Monumental flop. Like, you had to have known. (laughs) Because you reference things that are relatively recent on this album. Like, in Barbie Dreams, you reference the Kiki Challenge. Yeah, yeah. And that shit's, like, less than a month old. So, this is bleeding edge. But still, like, I gotta reference that Katy Perry song from over a year ago with Backpack (laughs) Kid in the music video. People are still gonna be talking about that one. But, my... Ooh... My pet peeve, the thank yous before the album's done. (laughs) (laughs) We're only halfway through, and we're getting a... "Ah, Now I know why she called the album Queen, because she's really the queen! (laughs) Really want to thank my fans. I love you all. There's still half an album to go. um... What are you doing? (laughs) I could not understand that. You know, maybe, because Chun-Li is the big pre-release single. Maybe this is supposed to be like the end of side A, start of side B. Because okay. that way, you kind of got the bookends because you got the Chuns kind of yeah, splitting yeah. shit in half. And that way, between Chun-Li and LLC, we get her referencing King Kong two songs in a row. Yes! Is that, that never- a thing? Did also, that what- ever catch on? It's like, these aren't good enough References and lines, you know, like this isn't worth doing. Like the Chun Li thing, like no one's calling you Chun Li. No, that's it's not interesting enough. It's not clever enough. You know what I mean? Like Kung Fu Kitty. Oh wow, that's out of nowhere. Okay, I wasn't expecting that Kung Fu Kitty. Just Chun Li, and and you don't even do the reference right. And I'm just going off what people had said that it's it's not cultural appropriation because Nikki has Japanese relatives. Chun Li's Chinese. (laughs) You can't Oh Maybe if you called yourself E-Honda Hey, close enough (laughs) Oh god Oh dude, actually she would have been in Honda That would have been pretty cool (laughs) Hey I I honestly would have been okay with that Because she references the the buns in the hair too Like Yeah, yeah You did that for like a video and a single Like that's not your new look all the time Is it? Yeah I'm still trying to figure Oh man, I don't know. Like, I'm it's not a weird piss off sort it. of reinventing that doesn't all the way. It it she doesn't commit to it, so it doesn't work. You know, this is your queen. Is this your queen? <laughs> I I don't want to piss off an entire standum here, but goodness, she seems like such a hard one to love. Like she has her diehards, and I just don't get it. I don't see how you can listen to this album of like. Shit that just misses the mark so hard. LLC, what? Like, mm, I liked the beat on LLC. I'll give LLC that. That was Actually, I'll give Chun Sui at least this. She had a very fun, interesting flow on on the verses. Okay. You know, doing this, Barbie tripping. Doing this, Barbie sipping. Like, I was like, all right, that's kind of fun. That got old after a while, but I liked it at first. Yeah, I thought she was going to do more with it. Like, you know how, like, Tech 9 will do that sort of thing where it's just, like, an interesting flow with, like, sounds like two people talking? But, yeah, it after a while, it just turned into just, like, generic sort of Barbie this, Barbie that. Like, it wasn't, like, related to the line as much, you know? The two beats I actually liked are back-to-back. I like the beat in LLC, and I like the beat in Good Form. Ooh, Good Form was explosive. That beat was insane. I, I started listening to it. I was like, oh, oh, oh. It's <laughs> like, okay, are we going this way? Are we going this way? Okay, I, I feel you. I feel you. Like, it was one of those songs. The beat was so good. I'm not going to lie. Didn't didn't need to know what the lyrics were that much. <laughs> oh, man. It was weak. It was fucking wack as shit. But, yeah, the beat was good. I'll give it that. But, oh, when Eat the Pussy, he got good form. I tell him it's good forum. <laughs> like, uh, fucking stop. And then the, the back of back of the back, back of the back, back of the back. <laughs> like, um, unless I know it's a Maybach, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Uh, the back of the back of what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I, I know I'm exposing my, my tax bracket right now, but uh, back of back of what? <laughs> um, two songs I thought were okay. Uh, Nip Tuck was okay, but not memorable. Uh, Too Lit Too Late was a fun, cute little track, but it was really fucking short. Uh, but she did have a couple of lines. She's like, uh, see a bitch get more pressed than a keypad before you suck me off, get a knee pad. See, I pull strings like a tea bag. I'm probably with my jeweler playing freeze tag. You can't, you gotta admit, that was dope. That was dope. I thought that fucking get more pressed than a keypad was whack. Oh, come on. Mm. But too late, too late. You liked that. I did not. I was like, what, what is this doing here? I you know liked I, it enough. I think it was just it was angry. Okay. Like, there's, there's so much of waste of time all throughout the album. I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like, <laughs> Why are you still wasting my time? <laughs> Get this out of my face. <laughs> you have not described a song that is unmemorable and skippable until you get to this next track, Sir. Ooh. Man. Sir is one of the worst songs on the album. It is the worst. I, I might give this a negative one just because. You should got this gimmick where every line ends with a sir or sir noise and it gets old so fast who wanted this oh my god who wanted a song with Nicki minaj and future just saying generic crap about you know how they get money and da 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 but putting sir at the end why what what's clever about this why is this clever is it is the the, the idea is like that they're being polite while saying these <laughs> things is that the joke she's bragging but she's being really polite about it yeah yeah, oh, I, I'm getting mo- mo- so much money. Excuse me, sir. Like, what? <laughs> she rhymed prankster with gangster. <laughs> oh, my. Speaking of rhymes that should have been retired uh, in the it. 80s. Uh, <laughs> if you're a mobster, you can't eat lobster. You gotta eat something else. A fucking Eminem video. What, if Eminem- you went to college... You can't get knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you you got to get that knowledge from high school or something. You get <laughs> if you're getting brain from a girl, it can't make you smarter. And she did that shit on here. She honestly pulled one of those. Uh, dirty fanta, sir. Hot Atlanta, sir. On the gas, sir. Blah. Why? Why, sir? Miami. I have a big meh written down for that. Talk about a song that was promising something it didn't deliver. The int- you remember on uh what was that uh the Death Grips album where you know it's just like every now and then they just have a very interesting intro. It's just like I don't know, man. I just like to suck blood or something like that. Oh yeah. This one is just like you hear Kodak Black. He's not featured on the song. Doesn't do anything. He's just like he just randomly starts off and just like you know the beat's just starting and then right before the 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 beat comes in he's just like. I ain't really finna tell you how to get away with murder or something. <laughs> just like cuts. It's like, wait, what? I thought of the Death Grips thing too. That reminded me of that so fucking hard. That's gotta be a producer tag or something. <laughs> Coco Chanel. You know, I understand. I get it. You got a beef with Lil' Kim, so ho ha ha, I'm gonna get Foxy Brown on the joint. But man, self-sabotage. <laughs> she could not still possibly have that beef after this long. She did Little Kim's bit with Dreams earlier in the album. Like, it's yeah, the same gimmick. Like, you can't. You can't run that same beef your entire career. That is so corny. Like, there's no reason for that. Numero uno. Meyama Yoko. Stop. Like, what? Why? Stop it. Why? Why? People cannot use... I'm, I'm making the rule right now. You cannot use Yoko Ono's name in a rhyme anymore! Because... <laughs> talk about irrelevant. Why are you referencing Yoko Ono? I'm sorry. And then... When he says, If I get an inkling, that thing will sing sing. Which is alright. And then she goes, Ain't talking about the singer. The thing will sting sting. <laughs> it, it just went on one line too long. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking did that yodeler on Price is Right. <laughs> she got to the top and I was like, oh, come on, stop, stop. Oh. But the outro to the album and the song, I guess. Yeah. 
was what was that about like that's for me when the song got interesting and then i checked and i was like oh shit this isn't even the same song anymore like there's no differentiating between it it just keeps going first of all we just gotta talk about the whack stuff foxy brown is talking about doesn't even rhyme most of the crap what what is she saying Give me some blood clot gunshots. Okay. Brooklyn, where the F we at? Flatbush, Bed-Stuy. What? That didn't... And then, uh, where my ratchet at? Come get me, dirty that. Uh, push them shot bout. Back like I never left. It just goes into the next song. And and it's called Inspirations Outro. And I'm like, I, um... I don't get that, yeah. And she's shouting out all these reggae artists. And I'm like... This album was in no way inspired by reggae. What are you talking about? Bringing it back to one thing I noticed, and I can't help but, like, I don't think we've mentioned this on the show at all, but back to Barbie Dreams for a second. Mm. Takeshi won a menage. I said Treyway curved him and went the Kim and Kanye way. Cop the Barbie dream house, then you can play the part. I ain't trying to bust it open in the trailer park. I think she was talking about Eminem on that one. Oh, I see. M, cop the dream house. I see. Yeah. Ah, okay. Still, I man, okay, I didn't pick up on that until just now. I still think it's super fucking awkward and creepy that she's doing shit with Takashi. Yeah, but that, that that's neither here nor there on this album. At least he's not here. But yeah, I I, I get that. But I uh, I saw one tweet re, re, uh, retweeting Safari saying, "Wow, so Nikki is abusive and endorses pedophiles and kicks it with Puerto Ricans who say the N word and slut shames and six are rabid fans on people who critique her and Barbie Dreams was overrated slash hypocritical." Like, goddamn, fucking oh, went snap. in. Oh, snap. I forgot because her brother was a... Oh, man, that's not helping. No, it really doesn't. And Fifi isn't even that great of a song anyway. Why'd you do that? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> luckily it's not anywhere on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just thought but, it was yeah. awkward that she had to bring his ass up. Like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> this is the outro for the entire album. And it's like, shout out all these, you know, great reggae artists. Uh, uh, Thundercat, Bob Marley, Shabba Ranks, Patra. And I'm like... Why are you saying these people's names? That wasn't... And, like, the song before it wasn't even that much of a, like, Caribbean sound. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, yeah, it's a sort of shout-out to it. But it's not like it was like, oh, man, you're going to feel this. This this is what, uh, you know, the sound of Jamaica sounds like. It's like, no, nah, it was it was all right. I, I wouldn't... You know what I mean? It, it wasn't exactly welcome to jam rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, why? Like, where is this coming from? And like I said, because the last song d- isn't enough justification for that, because it's not like they really, it's not like that song was really about that anyway. I hate to correct you, because I heard you say Thundercat. She says Supercat, which... Oh, Supercat, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Is, is she talking about the dude who is featured on the Sugar Ray song? Yes. Wow. Wow. Shout out to <laughs> Supercat. Holy shit. Like I said, she was trying to get those cool points, but it just felt like out of nowhere. I was getting confused with her shout out on the other song where she just at one point shouts out like random dudes names. Like, I guess the people she knows, Monte, Avery, Ropo, Joe, Katrina, Mike, Dave, Gary, Josh. Like, And she says it like she's going to start rapping, but then she just doesn't. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, boy. So you got Monte, co-founder, CEO of The Republic. Avery, uh, co-founder of Republic. Jim is of Universal Records. Like, they're all, like, record execs. Oh. Wait, what? Oh, I thought it was gonna be, like, dudes that she knew from back in the day. Like, oh, man, these people held me down. Nah, uh, Mike is from Def Jam and Island. Dave is Republic. Gary is from Republic. And Josh is the head A&R for Cash Money. So I guess the first half of the album, she shouts out the the rich guys who who keep her rich. And the second half of the album, she shouts out all the Caribbean influences that it would have been... That it would have been interesting to hear the influences for on this album. (laughs) Yeah, that absolutely did not come across at all. No. I opened my review saying that I was going to give it a two and a half, and you said I was generous. How much would you give it? Uh, one and a half. Oh, man. Now yeah. I feel like a fool with my two and a half. That is a bit silly. For only liking, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with yours. Because this is not re-listenable material at all. 
and for how much he was fucking pushing this back and keeping people waiting, like, if y'all are... If, like, yeah, for what? <laughs> if y'all are stands and you are excited for this, that's great for you, but man, I would be really disappointed and let down. This sucked. But that about wraps it up for the Going Off Podcast this week. I want to thank you very much for checking us out this week. If this just happens to be your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search Going Off Podcast. It's G-O-I-N apostrophe off podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon. And until next week for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. You cannot use it to pay the bills. You can't do that anymore. Sorry. That it, Eminem and, and, and company have, have, have declared that off limits.